Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Sunshine Boys podcast. I'm Jim Williams, Sports Talk Florida, and um, joining me, the Sunshine Boys, Ira Kaufman and Joe Henderson. And we have a very special guest today, and that special guest is Rob Higgins. He's the executive director of the Tampa Bay Sports Commission. Rob, welcome. Uh, Glad to be on, guys. Excited to be here. So, here we go. We're... Less than what? Uh, less than a hundred days out from uh, the championship game. We are eighty-eight to be exact. A uh, l- lot of lot of Not moving that you're parts counting, right now. Right? No, no. <laughs> believe me, we we have it down almost to the minute at this point. It, you know, it's been a it's been a, a fairly long runway on the, on this event. We were awarded back on de- December sixteenth of of twenty thirteen, and um, really had created or shaped our our bid vision uh even a, a year or two prior to that and so you know we've had we've had a significant amount of time to get ready but right now we're we're in crunch time and and putting the final touches on on the overall all plan and execution of it rob what what is what are the comparisons between staging a national uh championship game like you're going to do and the Super Bowls, which you've been involved in. Well, you know, I think they're they're uh, two totally different events. Uh, you know, Bill Bill Hancock, uh, college football playoff executive director, will be the first to tell you that they're they're not the Super Bowl and they're not not trying to be uh, the Super Bowl. And so, um, while uh, in terms of of magnitude and and um, you know some of the tourism benefits that you see from it. There's there's some similarities. Um, at, the, at the same time, I think um, you know there's there's plenty of differences as well. And and we've tried to take the the lessons that we've learned with with hosting previous Super Bowls and and previous uh, mega events here, and and uh, take the the best of what's transpired, but then also incorporate. A lot of the things that are are new and different since the last Super Bowl that was here in in 2009. I mean, you think about the the landscape of of everything that's that's changed since then. First off, you got the new uh, stadium improvements at, at Raymond James Stadium. You know, thanks and thanks to uh, the Glazer family and and the Tampa Sports Authority. Uh, you know, the building is has been reinvigorated and is going to be awesome. You've got a lot of new hotel properties that have popped up around the community just in the last couple of years. We've got new ancillary event venues. One of the things that we're probably most excited about is the Riverwalk. You know, the way the, the Riverwalk was designed to com- to uh, connect event venues. This will be the first time for a major event that we've been able to to really uh, design the fan experience around that. And so we're really working to play to our strengths, and we have a, a lot of different things in play, but we're, we're excited with um, with how everything has evolved uh, up until this point. How, how long is this event, Rob, in terms of uh, when the teams arrive and, and, and the game itself? How long a period are we talking about, Rob? Well, I think most of the teams will uh, arrive. Well, I'll tell you, both of the teams, I know for sure they'll arrive on on Friday, January the 6th. Uh, A lot of the fans will come in um, late that week, either Thursday, Friday. Some may still be trickling in on on Saturday the 7th. 
the game itself is on Monday night, January the 9th. And again, it's it's really wall-to-wall activities for the fans. We've got a, a three-night concert series at Curtis Hickson Park. Uh, we've got Playoff Fan Central, uh, which will take place at the Tampa Convention, C- Convention Center. We've got Taste of the Championship at the Aquarium the night before the game. There's a huge championship tailgate right on the doorstep uh, to Raymond James Stadium the day uh, of the event, which is free to ticket holders. We we have the media day, which is open to the public, which will be at Amelie Arena on Saturday morning. I mean, it's really just a there's something for everybody. There's something for for everybody's uh, no matter what your budget is, and and it's going to be just an awesome event for everybody to to enjoy that week. We're talking to Rob Higgins, the executive director of the Tampa Bay Sports Commission. And Rob, one of the things that's been so impressive about the operation. Um, has been your ability to score some uh, amazing NCAA championship events, uh, like the Frozen Four of last uh, of last year. I mean, so Tampa's become kind of an epicenter for NCAA events. You know, it's uh, we're, we're fortunate to be on a on a pretty strong role uh, when it comes to these major events. But naturally, you're only as good as your last one. So we don't we don't focus uh, a lot on on the success. We want to make sure that that uh, the the next event is the key one, not the last one. Uh, I think we're really fortunate to have a, a really well connected community. So you've got uh, the county and the city. Uh, that are that are all pitching in and and helping on a variety of fronts when it comes to major events. Our our local franchises, from the Bucks to the Rays um, to the Lightning and USF, have been just so instrumental in in each and every one of these events. Uh, and then you got our hotels stepping up, our event venues. It, it, there's so many people that are playing a hand in this overall success, and I think it really comes down to that team Tampa Bay mentality as to to why we have a lot of momentum uh, in this space specifically. How can fans get involved from a standpoint of uh, helping out or understanding what the calendar is going to be like? Where where can we watch you uh, from a website standpoint? Where can we keep in touch with you on social media? How can we follow everything that's going on and the lead up to the championship game? Sure. Yeah. Well, we've got a great website. It's Tampa Bay 2017.com. Uh, um, there's a variety of different information on that. There are volunteer opportunities uh, for people to get involved and help pitch in. This is really an all hands on deck effort. We have about 1,800 volunteer shifts as part of it. It's everything from hotel greeters to uh, helping out with some of these great ancillary events I, I mentioned. Uh, just a ton of different things needed. Uh, we we definitely need everyone's help on that front. From a social media standpoint, um, we are on uh, on social media, specifically on on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Our our handle is at Sports Tampa Bay. I'm personally on it as well, and try to give a behind the scenes look to the fans. Uh, my handle is R Higgins underscore TBSC. So we'd love for for people to follow along. The hashtag that we're using is Tampa Bay 2017. If uh, if people are interested in posting their own content as well, Very Rob, cool. the the competition for these events 
is enormous, as you know better than anybody. And, you know, a lot of places will will kind of do whatever they have to do as well. What gives Tampa Bay the edge uh, when in, in scoring events like this? Because at this point, uh, it's not a fluke. It's a trend. Uh, you're, you get so many of these big deals. Why do they like uh, the Tampa Bay market so much? Uh, I think it's a variety of, uh, of different reasons. I, I think definitely um, the event organizers can sense, or at least what they've, they've told us, is that they, they love how everybody's on the same page, like I was talking about from a Team Tampa Bay standpoint, where you, the, the warmth of the community in terms of how uh, big events are embraced on so many levels, I, I think has been a calling card for us and is has been really uh, appreciated. So I, I, I think that there's a variety of different factors, but but um, almost the, the people make the place in this sense, and the fact that we've got everybody pulling in the right direction is, has been what's helped di- differentiate us uh, when it comes to a lot of these bid c- competitions or processes. Rob, we're uh, maybe halfway through the college season, Rob. Um... How's this landscape uh, shaping up in terms of uh, the powers that be uh, at, at this point, Rob, in terms of uh, how enticing uh, some of these teams might be uh, to end up in Tampa? I'll tell you, I don't think there's a, a, a bad uh, equation or scenario in this in this whole thing. You look at uh, the passion and affinity uh, for college football across the country, and then naturally, specifically in the southeastern part of the United States, and the fact that that we're the first host ever in the southeast on this new playoff format is incredible. So we're we're really just enjoying the journey when it comes to the games unfolding uh, each weekend. It's been really fun to watch. The importance of the regular season for college football is incredible, and I, I think we've all been on the edge of our seat just as uh, innocent bystanders and, and totally unbiased in it. Uh, and it's it's been really fun so far. It's it's hard to believe that the college football season's almost half over now, and we're going to love each and every second of the, the remaining games, that's for sure. Hey, Rob, one last quick question, and that has to do with, I know that uh, you know, you're, you're getting ready for the big uh, game here, but... You're always looking forward to the next one. Are you guys? Um, where are you guys looking uh, to score your next big uh, situation? Is it a Super Bowl? Is it a another NCAA event? What What's on the agenda at this juncture? Uh, I think we've got a you know a, a pretty robust list in terms of of targets here in the near future. But but naturally, you're you're only as good as your last event, and I think. Um, as I mentioned earlier, it's just so important to to make sure we we treat each and every minute uh, of these next 88 days with with the laser focus of of making sure the student athletes, the coaches, the fans um, have the absolute best experience possible. So our our, our focus is really on this event at, at this point in time. Uh, We do have some other bids in play when it comes to trying to bring a Frozen Four back or an NCAA men's basketball tournament back. Uh, But really, uh, I think uh, so much of our time right now is is ingrained with the 2017 College Football Playoff National Championship and 
and the celebration of college football that our, our community is going to have a chance to, to be a part of in, in just three months. Rob Higgins, Executive Director of the Tampa Bay Sports Commission. Thanks for joining the Sunshine Boys podcast today. No problem. Thanks for having us on, guys. Uh, I'll also um, I'll, I'll offer up Michael Kelly, who's uh, with the college football playoff, the COO. Uh, they're going to be in town next week. I'd love to try to find a time to have him on with you guys as well, and we'll work to to make that happen in the near future. So uh, thanks for, for covering it, and we look forward to talking again before uh, the, the big game in January. Hey, thanks very much for dropping by. All right. Thanks, guys. Okay. See you, Rob. That was Rob Higgins, the executive director of the Tampa Bay Sports Commission on the Sunshine Boys podcast. We're going to step aside right now. Pay a few bills, come back and talk college football and pro football on this, the Sunshine Boys podcast on Sports Talk Florida and blogtalkradio.com. Welcome back to the Sunshine Boys podcast right here on sportstalkflorida.com and blogtalkradio.com. I'm Jim Williams, along with the Sunshine Boys themselves, Ira Kaufman, Joe Henderson. Gentlemen, football this weekend. What are we going to be watching? What's what's uh, on the agenda here? I want to give a well, shout out to Rob Higgins uh, uh, first, uh, uh, mm-hmm. Jim. As you could tell, uh, Jim, you probably never met Rob Higgins, but you kind of feel you know him now. Yep. Uh, Joe and I know him well, and uh, he's got quite a track record, Jim, as yep. you uh, as you described in, in in luring these big events. So uh, much appreciate uh, his time, uh, Joe. I, I guess we're looking at. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Ohio State, Wisconsin, uh, a battle, uh, a battle of uh, running games, uh, a physical battle. Uh, Wisconsin's maybe a little better, Joe, than we thought they were, and Ohio State's uh, just as good as we thought they were. Actually, I think Ohio State might be <clears throat> a little better than uh, than people thought they would uh, be as well. Uh, Wisconsin's playing just lights out football right now. Um, all Urban Meyer seems to do in Columbus is win. Every time you turn on the TV, they're winning. It's like major headline news if they don't win. And, you know, he say what you will. And uh, a lot of people in Florida sort of spit on the ground when you, when you mention Urban Meyer because of the way he left uh, Gainesville. But uh, he is, he's right there with uh, Saban as, at the top of the coaching heap right now and got his hands full this weekend for sure. Wisconsin is, is a terrific football team. Um, and like, like you noted, Ira better maybe than people thought they would be, but, uh, it's, um, I will say this, um, Wisconsin, uh, particularly when they are, uh, hosting a game as they will be this week at camp Randall stadium. Um, Ohio State people understand was uh, Camp Randall is where a lot of Buckeye dreams go to die historically, and uh, so you know sit back and uh, and watch that one because it's going to be a lot of fun. But it's not the only good game this weekend. Uh, Tennessee Alabama is, is going to be incredible. Um, Tennessee, I, I still think that game they had uh, against Texas A&M last weekend, the for my money the game of the year so far and. Uh, it is, in essence, an elimination game uh, from the playoff hunt for Tennessee. If they lose this, uh, they're out. So 
they'll be coming with everything they got, and that's just going to be uh, something else to watch. That's true. And, you know, a lot of people forget, Joe, that that used to be one heck of a rivalry game. Absolutely was. Uh, and it, and I think it will be again. Um, you know, tennis, Tennessee went into kind of a prolonged uh, slumber, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, But the, they have long memories up on Rocky Top. And beating Alabama after the disappointment last week would, would get them right back in the hunt. So. Uh, the uh, the Crimson Tide of Alabama better be uh, better be ready to play, ready to roll. Yeah. But Jim, I'll... in recent years, Jim, in recent yeah. years, the only team that seems to give uh, Alabama trouble uh, in the SEC might be Ole Miss uh, because they almost did it again yep. this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and we know what they did with Dak Prescott uh, under center against yep. the Tide. And uh, you know, I'll be curious to see if Tennessee can give them a game. So you know. Tennessee's a funky team, Joe. Really funky. That second half against Florida uh, will go down in, in vowel history, probably, and, and stun the, all three of us the way it unfolded. But uh, I don't know. Uh, Tennessee, they're just a tough team to handicap, Jim. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. There's no question about it. They just uh, sometimes they show up and play outrageously, and sometimes they don't show up for two quarters or three quarters and still end up winning. Speaking of winning, a uh, big weekend game coming up the, between the Connecticut Huskies and South Florida Bulls. If South Florida wants to continue any hopes of um, being uh, in one of those key uh, New Year's Day bowl games, they're going to have to keep winning. And starting with Kentucky would not be a bad uh, Kentucky. I'm sorry, Connecticut wouldn't be a bad idea. Well, uh, Houston sort of opened the door. Uh, for USF uh, in the uh, American Athletic Conference by losing last week. Now, um, that actually took a lot of luster off Houston, uh, certainly knocked them out of any playoff chase. But that what that tells USF is that, you know, they can, if they run the table, which they are capable of doing uh, against the schedule they face, uh, they can... Um, they they don't have uh, they don't need to be in awe of Houston if they meet them in the uh, AAC playoff. But I'll tell you what, uh, looking ahead at at USF's schedule, I think they'll win this week. I think they'll beat uh, UConn. Uh, they seem to 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 do well against uh, the Huskies lately. But they've got a game. The Bulls have a game coming up at the end of the month uh, at Raymond James Stadium with Navy, who who did just beat. Um, the uh, Houston Cougars last weekend and uh, Navy with that triple option that, that they run, they, uh, they ran all over USF up there last year in Annapolis. So that's one that I think people kind of look past, but, but that's the one I'm keeping a laser focus on from a, from a USF standpoint that, you know, we'll talk more about that as that game gets closer, but uh, I think they'll handle UConn this week, but then we, after that, we got to see because uh, they've still got some some grass to mow here before they can uh, worry about uh, larger ambitions. You know, Jim, uh, un- unlike Henderson, I- I've got confidence in in the Bulls. Uh, I-, I think they will run the table uh, during the regular season. Uh, and as Joe has been pointing out, I mean, let's give Henderson credit since week one. Uh, this is a quick strike team. Uh, 
you know, on on a, on a par with almost anybody, uh, maybe except Louisville. Uh, they they score points in a hurry, um, and they've scored them uh, in every game, including the FSU game. Uh, so, any defense that faces uh, South Florida uh, better have those chin straps tied, Jim, because South Florida is going to put up, uh, you know, 30, 35 points uh, on just about everybody, including the Seminoles. Um, and U and UM couldn't do that last week uh, mm-hmm. against FSU. So, you know, Packers built quite an offense there uh, in, in Tampa. What uh, what you're starting to hear already, I, I've already seen some chatter about this, and and I uh, I don't put a lot of stock in it yet, and yet you have to put some stock in it. Is that uh, Willie Taggart's name is going to be on a lot of uh, Power Five conference uh, coaching lists uh, if they're looking for uh, to replace the guy they've got because you know you win like he's doing at USF you're gonna you're you're gonna be on the radar and that is why uh, we all need to be watching closely around here to see what the Big Twelve decides to do uh, starting to hear some chatter that that. Uh, USF uh, is is definitely in the running if the Big 12 decides to expand. I know uh, a lot of the uh, the things we were reading earlier and hearing was that it was it was a lock. It was going to be Houston and uh, Cincinnati, maybe UConn. Um, but now the the tea leaves are starting to to come around toward uh, USF's way if the Big 12 even expands at all and. Mm-hmm. If they do, and that uh, and USF does uh, get membership in that conference, that that's a total game changer. And then if you're Willie Taggart, you're going, well, why would I want to go someplace else? You know, when I've already built this here, and now we're going to have the resources to keep it going. So a lot of stuff going on right now. We need to keep our eyes open. A lot of moving parts. Um, how about FSU, guys? We got uh, going to run through some games here real quick. How about FSU against the Damon Deacons of Wake Forest? Wake Forest five and one, Seminoles four and two. Not that impressed with Wake Forest yet. I think that's a, a bit of a mirage record. Um, you know, they uh, they've done what they had to do, but they also got run off the field by a, a fairly mediocre North Carolina State team. Uh, sorry, Notre Dame, but it, but it's the truth. And um, so, you know, uh, FSU's been inconsistent to say the least. Nice win for them last week at Miami, but uh, we'll see uh, if they if if FSU comes ready to play on Saturday, and there's no reason to believe they won't. Uh, they should uh, they should handle Wake Forest and uh, move on. All right, boys, let's move up to um, UCF. They take on the Temple Owls, Temple 3-3, three and three, and the Knights at Central Florida at 3-2. and two. I like what Scott Frost is doing in, in Orlando, gentlemen. Uh, you know, look, they didn't win a game last year. That, that's what he's coming from. Uh, you know, Blake Bortles isn't coming back, and we know that. Uh, by the way, he's struggling a bit in, in Jacksonville. He seems to be uh, re- regressing a little bit year three. Uh, but they're making steady progress uh, in Central Florida. They're getting the fan base energized a little bit. They've got an on-campus stadium, which USF does not. And uh, 
Joe, they're taking baby steps towards respectability. Uh, they've already come a long way from 2015. And uh, I, I think the future's uh, kind of bright there. If they can continue uh, to recruit in the state, they're not going to get the, the cream of the crop. Joe, we know that. But there's enough talent in, uh, in the Sunshine State uh, that you can take uh, some of the leftovers and, and build a winning program. Yeah, I, I I totally agree, and uh, you're right. Scott Frost has done a nice job uh, at UCF. Um, they um, they are favored the, this week uh, against Temple and should be. Um, so that if they can uh, if they can win this game, they get off to uh, you know that's a conference win for them. That's never a bad thing. Uh, you start building a little more confidence and. Um, you know, their aim, I, w- I would believe, uh, you know, I'm not trying to downplay them, but if you're UCF uh, coming off a winless season, you've got a couple things going for you. Maybe you can uh, finish with the uh, as bowl eligible. And if you're playing in a bowl, uh, which a lot of people didn't think they'd be doing at the start of this year, then then you say, okay, well, we're, we'll, uh, we'll call this season a success and we'll try to build on it. And uh, I think they will beat Temple, and um, good on them. Well done. I think Joe's exactly right there, uh, uh, Jim. Be bowl eligible, sneak into a, a minor bowl, and uh, and declare it a, a successful season. There you go. Well, gentlemen, welcome to the Sunshine Boys podcast. We've talked about uh, college football. Due to a minor technical difficulty, we're going to have to end it here, but we will be back. You can't get rid of us that easily. Uh, Jim Williams, your host, right here on the Sunshine Boys podcast, along with Ira Kaufman, Joe Henderson. Ira, give us your social media, how to get in touch. Uh, on Twitter, Jim, at uh, Kaufman 76 And uh, for my sign-off, Jim, I say keep an eye on uh, – the Packers-Cowboys game on Sunday, I think it's going to be a dandy. Should be fun. Joseph? You can find me on Twitter uh, at the initial J Henderson Tampa, T-A-M-P-A. And uh, I'll second that emotion, Ira. Uh, that, uh, that'll be a fun one to watch. Well, gentlemen, we'd like to thank you. And, of course, our special guest, Rob Higgins, the executive director of the Tampa Sports Commission, who joined us earlier in segment one. Uh, for this Go round. We hope that you enjoyed our abbreviated college edition of the Sunshine Boys podcast. I'm Jim Williams, your host, along with Ira Kaufman and Joe Henderson, the Sunshine Boys. Until next time, thanks for joining us.